Bi Woman podcast. Welcome to another episode. Today's episode, I'm actually I'm not talking about clothing today. It's about well-being and hairstyle and a barber shop called Supply Ninety One. And it's I'm talking to the co-founder Maxwell Oakley now. A very well, you all you you guys know about Charles, who suggested to get hold of these guys and to talk about about them because he's absolutely thinks they're amazing what they're doing. So I'm going to get Maxwell to come on board and talk about how he started and about hairstyle and how important it is in menswear. Hi, Maxwell. How are you doing? Hey, how you doing? You're all right. Yes, I'm fine. Thank you. Welcome to Menswear by Woman Podcast. It's an absolute great having you on here. Um, oh no, it's a pleasure to be on. Thank you. So I want to know how important it is because with uh, with hairstyle in men's because with editorial in fashion shows every single part of hair is you know the hairstyle the grooming and everything is so important in menswear. Yeah. How important oh, is it? Yeah, I think um, it's as important as a good pair of shoes, right? It's kind of like kind of covers the top part, and it's it's predominantly the actual piece of your well one of the pieces of your body which is on show most of the time and i i think actually sometimes it can be overlooked a little bit like i think there's you know there's obviously a lot of platforms which talk about kind of what you know clothes you're wearing and stuff like that yeah. but there's never like i kind of haven't really seen something out there on like who you know who is your stylist do you know what i mean like who's who's doing who's doing your hair kind of thing so like I, yeah i think kind of it's it's as important as your clothes but yeah i think sometimes it can be a tiny bit overlooked of the maybe more so the people behind it rather than the actual the cut how did you get into it um so i kind of uh i guess like uh i've, I've been cutting hair now for 13 years so mm. i think kind of Def, definitely kind of like the the male grooming side of things has changed a lot in that time and i think kind of when i got into it it was definitely the industry just felt a lot smaller and right. yeah i kind of, kind of gradually grew within the industry so it's kind of um i just started in my kind of hometown little barber shop and then kind of learned the tricks of the trades or like at least the basics in cutting through through that shop and then kind of Grew, grew with the industry in a sense. So, yeah, it's been quite um, it's been quite an amazing industry to be part of over like definitely the last kind of five to ten years or something like that. It's been um, it's been great, and it's actually same for my co-founder Luke. is very similar thing. We started off in kind of very small shops, yeah, and then kind of worked way worked our way up. So it's been kind of like it's been quite nice, really. I think. Um, Definitely in the world where there's kind of like a lot of like fast track things going on these yeah, days. Yeah. I think we we both kind of bonded over the fact that we kind of really cut our teeth kind of in places which, you know, weren't weren't necessarily the best, but we 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 kind of paved our path from that. Was it difficult um starting the business up? Yeah, well, yeah, yes and no. We we kind of like I think kind of experience kind of like led us to have a very clear idea on what we wanted to do right. and like that's that's something which me and Luke definitely bonded over and it was um you know kind of seeing things which had done really well in places which we worked in and things which like, hadn't been done so well right. and like okay. I think that just comes through just being in the shop and just being like 
you know, on, on the shop floor. And like, I think that's something which does set myself and Luke apart from maybe some of the more like luxury barbershops and yeah. kind of male grooming. It's the fact that we, we still cut hair a lot. And like, we're very much like on the shop floor. And like, yeah, I think for, for us, it was definitely kind of bonding over that and kind of starting to paint that picture of what we wanted the business to look like. Right. I think that was the bit which was maybe, I, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't say easy, but I think that was quite intuitive to us, but where then actually learning how to set up a business. Yeah, yeah that's definitely, that definitely had its challenges, <laughs> that's for sure. How different are you guys, right, from the others? Well, I think kind of, I think fundamentally we cut hair and I, I wouldn't be kind of saying that we're kind of break, break it, groundbreaking in that sense, but I, I do think our kind of attitude and our approach to kind of men's hair is different. Right. I think we, I think we are, are a company which like strives to kind of like break down those barriers of kind of like the alpha barber shop. Yeah. And you know, you kind of, you walk past and you see big moustache on the window and a big yeah. cutthroat razor on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, I don't know, it's, it's quite quite intimidating. And yeah, we, we definitely didn't want that. And like, you know, that we, we spoke a lot with um, one of our friends which helped us with branding about kind of, you know, colours we use and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, kind of, we really wanted to be obvious that we're not, we, we're coming at this with no ego. We're coming at, at it without trying to be, you know, these alpha men kind of thing we we, we, we want to kind of be welcoming to to everyone so yeah i don't know if i strayed from the, the subject then <laughs> <laughs> has it has, have you seen it changing from when you first started to now do you think men are taking yeah. far more aware of the grooming part yeah yeah okay 100 I, I think I think the an industry side and then also the kind of general public, like the industry side, there's a um, there's a big event every year called Salon International, right. which is um, at the Excel Centre. And that that's um, when I first went there, probably about 12, 13 years ago, yeah. there was maybe a couple of barbers doing little demonstrations in the corner and mm -hmm. the rest of it was kind of more women's hair. And now we go there and it's kind of nearly 50, 50. Wow. So I think that kind of, that shows in itself the, the kind of progression of the male grooming side of things. And then also I think kind of generally men, men care, like men care about their hair, they care about their look. And, you know, in the, in the company, we, we kind of always say like, it's cool to care. And like, mm -hmm. we're, we are, we are barbers who care for people who care, like, you know, our, our, our demographic of person are people, you know, people which really do care about the way they look. And that's actually cool. That's actually okay. Like you, you're not a, you know, you're not, you're not a wuss for caring about what your hair looks <laughs> exactly. like. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, exactly. which when, when I started, that was kind of the case. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, you, wow. you kind of got rinsed a bit by your mates. If you, if you kind of stepped out of line a bit yeah. and tried something new or, you know, tried to look like you cared a bit. So I think, yeah, I think for men, it's definitely, I think we're, we're okay. Like, I think it's okay that we, we care about the way we look now. You, um, on your, um, website, it says about well-being, right? And uh, well-being yeah. can be into a lot of categories as well. Um, yeah. one of the <laughs> categories, um, that I feel like, so, 
we still need to talk about a lot is mental health. As I mentioned yeah. about my friend Charles, um, everybody knows who Charles is. Um, he's a very, very close friend of mine and he suffers from anxiety and depression. Um, yeah. Amazing guy, whether he's not in that kind of phrase. Um, but I, I've learned so much from Charles for mental health, about mental health, about anxiety, about depression. He was the guy who actually mentioned you guy because he, he lives quite near Cross Street. And he has a problem where he does he can't seem to come in because he feels yeah. anxious. He feels anxiety because I think it's just him, the way he feels about it. How do you go about people like that? You know, men who yeah, feel I, very, you know, yeah. subconscious. Yeah, about definitely. It. We, we see that. Like, we, we 100% see people which come in which you know we, we get people which burst through the door and they're like yeah. oh lads how you, how you doing and like you know super confident and you're like okay cool but then you've also got the person who might come in two minutes later who you can see is worried and mm -hmm. it's kind of walking into yeah. you know a room of people like it doesn't matter kind of what gender like you're walking into a room of people yeah the the bots turn around and kind of look at you and that that is in that moment is how we deal with that is what will make someone feel comfortable and that's what i think as a company and the guys we look for to be part of the company are so aware of that and yeah we we just make that effort like we made that effort to be like you know how you doing mate oh take take a seat won't be too long you know that that kind of yeah. thing like can i get you a drink and like instantly they can feel relaxed and you know i think I think kind of seeing that we're not these grumpy, moody barbers, which they, they can be used to. It's kind of like, I think that in itself can put someone at ease quite quickly. Yeah. And like, yeah. And then also once, once they're in the chair, we, we're quite good at gauging, like none of us are trained in mental health. That that's, I definitely wouldn't say that, but like we do work in a wellbeing industry. And I think we're, 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 we're pretty good at kind of like, honing in on that person as an individual yeah. and kind of like just making them feel comfortable. I think just like something which we take pride in uh, and like building those relationships with people We're we're not, we're trying not to be so transactional about our approach. Like hence why, you know, our, our services are slightly longer than a lot of barbershops and stuff yeah. like that. Well, partly I'm just chatting. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just chatting away. But then also on the flip side, if someone, if you sense that, someone really doesn't want to talk that's actually okay if they want to sit there and enjoy it and like that's on that's on us to kind of gauge that and kind of guide that client through yeah. our experience and yeah I think that's kind of individual and I think it's um personal to each person so yeah I'd say kind of generally to anyone like yeah pop in you'll, you'll be you'll be made to feel welcome that's for sure do you see that more often though with um guys coming in who have you know mental anxiety and all that stuff is that yeah I, I, I reckon i reckon it's they've I, I reckon it's always been there but i reckon yeah. definitely people talking about it more which mm -hmm. i think is i think like we're finding out is the most important thing especially yeah. amongst men yeah like we we do need to walk a bit more yeah. And yeah, I think a barbershop's actually a pretty, pretty good space for that. And also as well, like kind of generally the guys um, and myself and everyone which works in, in the business, like we're quite open. I think we're, we're open people and like, you know, I'll, I'll have the client sit down. I, you know, if I can tell that they're uneasy about something, yeah. you, you know, you can kind of 
put a bit of your experience onto them. And like that can make them feel at ease. Like I, I've kind of dropped the barrier of shame about talking about my feelings. Like if I'm going through something hard and I've, I've got a regular client who's coming in, who's at this point, probably a good friend. I'm going to sit there and kind of go, oh, mate, like, I'm not going to ramble on, but I'm going to be like, oh, mate, I'm having you know, a tough time with this. And then more often than not, you hear something similar back. And then that kind of opens this kind of floodgate where everyone can be be open. And hopefully other people in the shop kind of hear some of that and feel feel comfortable that it's a safe space to talk. Yeah, it's, it's really, um, it's one of those subjects that, you know, I've learned through him. And yeah. I've been, there has been times where, you know, I would call him and he won't answer the phone. And it's because of his mental health. And he does, it's just like yeah. something simple, like just answering the phone is yeah it's so 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 difficult and i've seen he's like a little brother to me right and i've seen him go through the worst of worst and it's great that he talks about it because if he didn't tell me i would never have known so i mean it's 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 good to know about it and i think it's it's a form of therapy in a sense in itself i think like i i genuinely can see some guys in the shop after some of the chats we've had, they feel more relaxed. Yeah. Like, talk, like talking therapy is a thing. I'm yeah. not a therapist, but yeah. well, I'm good at chatting. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, <laughs> I we, we can have these conversations and that that sometimes is that thing which gets you through and pull, yeah. pulls you out a little bit. And, you know, I think, I think it's that conversation is so important. Yeah, 100%. And having a friend like that, right? Our friendship has been tested so many times, so many times where he has pushed me so far away that, you know, mm. his depression, anxiety just kind of cuts our friendship yeah. off. But I think this kind yeah. of, um, you know, as I say, he's like a little brother to me. I would never let go of him, whatever happens in oh. a sense, you know, because I know he's he's going through a lot, you know, he's a lot. Yeah. What, no, exactly. Like the, it, it does, you know, like, like we're kind of all le- learning and finding out yeah. is, you know these these things are like clouds right they they come by and they go and then they come by again yeah, and it's yeah, you know it's yeah. just being, being there when the you know there isn't any clouds and kind of being able to pick pick up where you left off but also support where where there is so i think yeah i think it's just being being that pos- positivity in people's lives sometimes is is it's not a bad place to be what's the style of grooming at the moment like hairstyle for men at the moment um god there's do you know what these (laughs) days it's 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 so open isn't it i think kind of like much like fashion which i'm sure you you know a hell of a lot more than me about that like everything's very everything's everywhere (laughs) do you know what i mean it's kind of like you kind of get people from all walks of life liking different things and you know it's it's kind of all over the place i think kind of jet there there's often like a general trend which will run through yeah kind of like everything so obviously at the moment like mullets mullets are big so yeah we've got um i did a a little piece of the evening standard no daily telegraph (laughs) the the yeah um the other day which um was wow. about mullets actually and um kind of how they're kind of blowing up a little bit right. and you know they're, they're kind of they're breaking into the mainstream because mullets is stuff which we saw when i worked over in shoreditch like you know we're, we're seeing that stuff years ago but now now we're seeing that you know maybe a few more like the rugby lads like 
couple of the finance boys and stuff like that going, oh, can you give me like a bit of a subtle mullet? And, you know, <laughs> they're, they're really kind of, yeah, it's kind of breaking through into the mainstream, which is pretty cool, actually. So, yeah, that that's kind of, I'd say <laughs> mullets are pretty big, yeah. Okay. And what's the, um, what about the beer and all that stuff, the mush and all that stuff? Is that in as well? The, the beard? Yeah. Because everything... Yeah, I, I... As a man which has a beard, I, I kind of feel like I have to say yes. <laughs> Just, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think beards are always kind of around, aren't they? I, yeah. think, that, I think they kind of, the, the, the length of it kind of gets determined by a trend a little bit. Or like, to be honest, I guess kind of the hairstyle, if there's a hairstyle in trend, like does that kind of go with, uh, with a beard? Like, you know, if there's... It's kind of a bit of a long, looser look. Like sometimes you don't really want a big old beard as well because you end up looking like Tom Hanks from Castaway or something. So <laughs> it's kind of, I think, <laughs> I think, yeah, kind of maybe that can be determined by that. I've, ne I've never really thought about it, but yeah, maybe yeah. that is the, yeah, so, <laughs> correlation. So if you saw someone like that, right, do you feel like, oh my God, you know, if I just cut it a little bit, if I shape it in for you a little bit, do you feel like, like when you see someone like oh. that on the street or something? Does it make you yeah, feel like? Absolutely, I, I think that's got to be like one of the um, kind of downsides to being a, a hairstylist. Like you, uh, yeah, you do end up looking at people's hair, and like it sounds bad, doesn't it? But I guess you, I guess I'm, I guess I'm judging them. But <laughs> I don't, I don't like to think I'm judging them. But I'm sure, I'm sure I am subconsciously. But yeah, you kind of want you, you want to get your hands on it a bit sometimes and kind of sort it out. <laughs> And do you, when you see someone's hairstyle that looks really amazing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you just like, yeah. because when I see someone dressed really, really well, right, I normally go up to them and say, I like what you're wearing, yeah. right? And sometimes yeah. it goes the wrong way because they think you're, you know, as a woman, you're asking him out or something. And it's like, no, I just yeah. care. Just saying that, no, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Does that ever come across with you guys? Like when you look at someone's hair, you think, oh, wow, this is really cool cut. 100%. Yeah. There's, um, actually there was a, there was a guy. So, um, said about Charles living around Islington like yeah. that. So yeah, that's where just for the listeners, that's where our kind of first shop is yeah. based yeah. in Islington. And there's a, there's a great pub called the Compton Arms down there. And we, yeah. myself <laughs> and Dom, the manager of the Islington branch. Yeah. We, we were in there and we saw this guy's hair and we are like, bloody hell, like, that's, that's a good, that's a good, good Barnes he's got there. So like, we, we were like, oh mate, like, love your hair, blah, blah, blah. Kind of had this like big chat about where he gets it done. And then it was about six months later, he actually came into the shop not knowing that it was us. Oh, and um, wow. he kind of looked at us and he was like, oh, he's like, you guys are the guys from the Compton, aren't you? And then we were like, oh, we're fi finally getting our hands on your hair. So, <laughs> so it's... Uh, but yeah, he uh, yeah. I think definitely when when someone's got a really good head of hair, yeah, you can't you can't say something, right? Yeah, like, of course, definitely. If someone's got, got a great haircut, yeah, I think. Well, I normally yeah, it's, 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 it's funny because when I normally say to a guy like, "Oh, I like what you're wearing," and they do blush a lot, they get really yeah. embarrassed, and it's quite funny when men get quite embarrassed. You just think, "Oh, that's sweet," <laughs> you know. Oh. Um, your that's it, isn't it? Like, <laughs> exactly. It's obviously thought out, and like they've probably yeah, you know, probably, like looked in the mirror and gone, yeah, that looks alright. And actually, when someone tells you, like, 
oh crap like what, what do I do now someone's, someone's <laughs> exactly I have seen out. that actually I have actually said that to someone and they just look like they're going bright red at the same time yeah. and you can see you're that an and then you just think and then obviously you just walk away because you think all right you might think you're mad but um yeah. you know your first shop oh. is in cross street yeah. right um is it is it important right is it very important where you actually have your stores yeah I, I think so i think kind of with social media like the kind of relying on footfall like right, maybe okay. not so much because i do i generally say like and the way we try and um, craft our instagram pages yeah making that like the window to our shop if you know what i mean so right, like yeah, yeah. if you look at our instagram it's not too dissimilar than looking through the window so it's kind of like we we try and we try and get that those two kind of lined up and so I think that kind of that kind of maybe makes and you know when, when we started out we did say that we want to try and make ourselves a destination spot not just like locals right, so it's okay. kind of like I think locals are great like don't, don't get me wrong like when, yeah. when you start as well like you're so you're so reliant on that yeah, yeah, yeah. but then as the business grows like you want you want people to be traveling from all over to come yeah. see you because because you're desired as a brand right and as, as a business so yeah i think um i think it is important i don't think it's everything i right. think i think back in the day i think it used to be way more important yeah, yeah. so the one in regent street is it in regent street you've got another one yes yeah is it quite different from the one in cross street yeah, I think kind of like vibe-wise, we yeah. try and keep it the same. Like we, we generally try and create these quite calm little oasises in, yeah. in the mix of kind of chaos. I think like obviously like, you know, with Islington, like you've got Upper Street, which is actually pretty manic, like, yeah. like non-stop. And then you've got Cross Street, which we're on, which is you go down there and suddenly it's really calm and really chilled. And like, yeah, so that that kind of sets us just just off the kind of chaos and the same with Regent Street so we're in this new arcade called the Quadrant Arcade right, yeah. which is down at the end of Regent yeah. Street and yeah so we're 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 in there so you, you kind of I look I step out of the shop sometimes and look to my left and there's Regent Street and it's mental like it's honestly mental how many people are walking past but like we're kind of just set back that we can kind of create our own little bubble yeah. which I love like that that's kind of for me is so important and also it offers like an element of privacy right okay, which, yeah, is, yeah. which is yeah, yeah. because I've, i presume regent street is so busy right and you come into your um um barbershop and it's quite calm and away from all of the hustle and bustle yeah definitely i, I think that's what we're like more so than ever in on regent street we're trying to create that because a lot of the guys and yeah people which are coming in it's um they're coming out of their office like, on a break or something like they're feeling quite like stressed they're they're yeah. in work mode and like we've got to switch them off for 45 minutes and just chill so it's kind of like it's important for us to kind of create that atmosphere as well is it difficult to do that though to, you know yeah you definitely i definitely think we can notice it it's different between regent street and um Islington. that that's for sure like, i feel like people in Islington maybe are working from home that day right, or okay. kind of maybe have a day off and yeah. like definitely kind of in a different mindset because of that so they're they're coming in 
kind of already unwound a little bit, I think. Right. Okay. So that makes it makes it a bit easier. And then yeah, Regent Street, I think we yeah. I think I think we do a good job of it. But yeah, it's definitely you can tell people are in work mode sometimes. <laughs> and like, you know, that that means that we can't be running over and stuff like that because you know, they they're on strict schedules and so we have got to be we've got to be on the poles all day really. Which one's better? Can I ask you that? <laughs> Which one's um, better? Islington or <laughs> Regent Street? Do you know what we we always say that isn't we call Islington the engine room because it's it's a tiny little shop so it's about I think it's two hundred and twenty square foot or something like that so it's it's small but like it's small but mighty that's what we like to say it's kind of it's yeah it's got really really good vibe to it and like it's just it's just different like I think we we are the same like oh. and you'll get the same from us but like oh. it is also different it's kind of it's pretty it's pretty hard to tell really. I think, I think Regent Street is is it's very like it's obvious that it's kind of like a bigger shop and it's a bigger space and yeah. it's got you know we work over two floors we cut over two floors on there and it's like you know you stand outside it you go wow wow that's that's impressive and it's like that obviously does a little bit of the work for us right okay in a sense where where like obviously Cross Street is it's beautiful like Cross Street like like you'll notice. It's a beautiful little street and like yes it is. Yeah, yeah i think it's got its own charm i yeah. think it's kind of it's it's just yeah kind of different hard to tell really <laughs> it's very hard what's the next part with you guys in supply 91 what's your what's so we are opening, we're opening a branch in shoreditch so oh, wow, that's okay. um we're gonna have that open this side of christmas hopefully so mm. um that's gonna be a big focus for us is kind of get Get the doors open there and that again is we've gone like we're going for like a smaller shop partly for the fact that i like myself and luke love the fact that it kind of changes the narrative of what people think we're yeah. going to do yeah so i think kind of going from cross street and having the success there and then doing regent street i think people go like you know what next it kind of it kind of felt like it may be going a bit more uh, i don't know the right word is a corporate kind of feel to it whether but like yeah, we have now taken on this um, tiny little old workshop in Shoreditch, which oh, we're okay. turning into a barbershop. So, mm. yeah, I think that kind of, I think people are going to go, oh, okay, cool, they haven't sold out. And I think we're we're kind of keen on not being that brand. Right, yeah, yeah. I think we're staying true to who we are. And, like, I think something we're good at is knowing what feels right. And mm. I think that feels right. And our, gut, our gut's telling us it's right. And I think, I think clients are going to love it as well. So... I think that's going to be that's going to be huge for us and then yeah i think kind of some products a little bit a little bit merchandise would be quite cool as well just for mm. just for fun partly you know i think kind of uh, something we we are keen on is doing things because it's fun not just because it's gonna make us money i think kind of like yeah kind of doing some i guess quite basic merch but maybe some caps and tote bags and stuff like that like that's going to be like for me that's going to be awesome do you know what i mean and like for the for the rest of the team as well i think that's going to be really kind of nice to kind of see that and um yeah i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be good fun over the next few months so max what what about all of you guys what's about your menswear what do you guys like wearing and what's your Ooh. style so my 
I'd say my favourite brand, and when the guys listen to this, they'll laugh because I wear it all the time, but, uh, is Universal Works. Okay, you know them? yeah, yeah, very yeah. well, yeah. They're, they're, they're kind of, um, they're kind of my fave. Like, I, I do I do like work wear. Okay. I think, yeah. Well, it's cool. I like a, I like a bit of folk. Don't mind yeah. a bit of folk. Yeah. I think they're cool. Um, maybe some of the more mainstream stuff, like Arquette and that, is, can, can be pretty good. Like, feels quite nice. Cos. For like uh, more high street, yeah, is pretty, pretty cool. Um, yeah, there's there's a few brands like do you know Noah? Yeah, I quite yeah. like yeah. I quite like some of their stuff. Like it's like really good quality. Like some of their baggy swim shorts are pretty cool, which you can kind of just turn into shorts in general. Um, yeah, that yeah, I think they're generally kind of leaning more towards the workwear, like a uh, bit bit of Patagonia. Like I think okay, kind of yeah. Patagonia as a brand, like uh, I, yeah. I think it's hard for them not to inspire anyone who's yeah. doing a brand. Absolutely. I think, like, <laughs> yeah, I think I think they're they're pretty cool and like definitely with their more sustainable approach to things is is amazing. They, they actually they the owner or well he sold it now, but the owner of Patagonia he wrote a book called Let My People Go Surf, yeah. and it's like it's incredible. And I think if if everyone can aspire to set up a business the way he's done it, I think the generally the world would be a better place. Yeah, and I think 100%. generally workplaces would be a better place. Yeah. So yeah, I think that they, they, yeah, suit, they really inspire us. You guys touch on sustainable as well, sustainability as well. How does that mm. come across within this industry, with your industry? Oh, sustainability is a weird one, isn't it? Cause almost kind of like the word sustainable is just kind of like, just not not legit i don't think right, like okay. i think it's it's kind of hard because i even actually say referencing that patagonia book like they like as a as a clothing brand they they probably are the most sustainable out there and they still don't call themselves sustainable because they they can't be they can't do it to the full extent of what they believe is sustainable so yeah, for, for us, I think it's kind of having like a, I guess like a, almost like an eco-friendly mindset around yeah. things rather than outwardly being like, we're sustainable as a barbershop. Like, you know, there are things we plant trees yeah. like to offset some of our carbon emission, which yeah. I think is in all honesty, it is quite like a simple way of doing it. Like it's pretty, yeah, it, I guess in some ways it's kind of a bit basic these days almost to, to do that. So. I think we probably need to up our game in that sense. And then kind of the products we use, like we really push to use products. We use OA, which stands for Organic Way. They're Italian brand, which they grow all their ingredients on their own farms, right, which right. then they hand pick and hand sew. So they try not to use machinery on the um, on the ground, which so they call it biodynamic farming. So basically it's sustainable farming. And it means that this, the top layer of soil doesn't get damaged and mm -hmm. therefore you know, there, there'll be hundreds and thousands of years more farming on that land if they continue like that. So that's, I guess, pretty sustainable. But um, I think kind of leaning towards that, like, you know, just generally kind of products we use around the shop, trying to use ones which kind of are more kind of focused on doing better for the planet. Yeah. Um, something which kind of really gripes me is the hair situation. So yeah. Yeah. we, uh, for a while, we were kind of using, um, I won't say what the company is actually, but like the, we were using a company to kind of uh, recycle our hair 
So basically, mm-hmm. what that what they would do, they kind of make um, I can't remember the right, the right word for what they are, but they almost look like doormats, and they they make it out of um, out of the hair which we give them. It kind of almost mats it together. Whoa! <laughs> and then, then yeah, which is which oh is God. mad. And then they use that to go to oil spills, and um, they'll throw it into the water, and it will soak up the oil without soaking up the water, which is amazing. Like it's oh super God. impressive. But it costs so much money for us to do that. And yeah, it's just not, it's, as a small business, it's just not something we can afford. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like, I feel like potentially there should be more help with that. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. I, I, I don't know why we're paying someone to do that. No, I don't when, know. I guess I just... like, we, we have to pay to put any rubbish out, but it, no, you know, I, I think it should be an affordable thing to do. I always wanted to know, right, with with all of the hairdressers and the you know, saloon and all that stuff. What do you do with the hair? I mean, do you just throw it in the bin? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, because you're cutting yeah. all the time hair yeah. and all that stuff. What happens to them? Because you know you've got someone sweeping them up. The next minute you think, well, it goes in the bin and that's it. I mean, yeah, I we try and separate as much as we can. That's for sure. Just for like, I'm guessing that it's almost kind of just being. Um kind of use our heads on it a little bit in the fact that I guess if you throw a load of hair over a load of recycle recycling stuff yeah it's probably quite hard to recycle yeah <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm guessing <laughs> they, they will open that bag and go what oh, what's what going hell? on there <laughs> so, yeah I, I think kind of like just using your head a little bit on it but then at the same time yeah I, I well I think there's actually an option out there but I just don't think it's uh I don't think it's it's something a small business can achieve at the moment. No. So, because like you know, what one of these boxes, which is you know, honestly tiny, turns up, and then that costs us about hundred quid to send back, and it's like we we would fill that up um, daily, okay. probably. Yeah. So. And there's know, nothing like that in UK. There's nothing like that in UK. Yeah, yeah. I think um, there, there's a few companies which do it now. Yeah. Okay. So you can actually you can actually buy your own machine to do it. Like, um, we, we did it did cross our minds. Like, should should we should we just buy our own machine and do it? But then you know that is obviously very time consuming. Yeah. Which is kind of yeah not something we can be doing just at this moment. But yeah, we, we've definitely got our mind on things. I, I think we want to do uh, again next year a kind of. Try and do maybe kind of like a litter pick or something around Islington could, okay. could be cool to kind of maybe encourage some of the team now and just to kind of like get into our community and yeah, like, yeah. you know, even if it's like on a Sunday, go do two hours of going around the park and then go to the pub and get a beer. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't need to be this kind of grueling task. It can can be fun. So, yeah, I think kind of we're, we're definitely, we are... Like we we have it in our mindset to try our best, yeah. but we're def like you know we're not perfect, and yeah, I think I think kind of as time goes on, I think options will get better, right. and then we'll we'll definitely dive into those options. That's for sure. And um, with other um, companies, in, in especially in your trade, right? Do you feel sustainability is like sustainable products? They're using them more and more now. Yeah. Is that something- yeah? I'd say so. Yeah, I kind of feel like kind of not doing that is kind of a bit, bit yeah, of um, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I, I'd say kind of maybe more in the 
kind of like higher end side of like yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah. I think kind of generally people are kind of doing a more sustainable approach. I think kind of there, there's always going to be those white label products out there, which, you know, I think we kind of all know are kind of crap, but like they, they serve <laughs> a purpose for yeah. a certain kind of, you know, certain level, but yeah. Who's... I think um, I think generally it's getting a lot bigger. Uh, Max, who inspires you guys? Do you guys are you inspired by anyone out there, or have you been inspired yeah, by someone? Um, I think uh, this is going to sound quite strange, but um, we, we kind of say we we, we want to be a Michelin star restaurant which cuts hair. <laughs> <laughs> so we we actually look at we, we look at chefs a lot. Oh, wow. We look at how kitchens are run, how yep. restaurants are run. I'd say kind of. They're not a million miles off, like what we're doing. Yeah. And yeah, I kind of, there's amazing book called, um, oh, it's called Unreasonable Hospitality. Um, it's kind of like, it's something which I, yeah, I've, I've basically read like four times and it's about hospitality in, in the, in the industry of, you know, restaurant, but so much of that is transferable to what we do. So. I think we're we're inspired, yeah, inspired by that a lot. And then obviously within the industry, there's there's going to be people which are doing incredible work, which yeah. you know you you'll see on social media, which that has to be inspiring. And more often than not, those people we then get in to do training days with the team. Right. So that's something we're we're on is kind of making sure that everyone feels they get enough education in the company, like not just from each other, but like from people outside. Right, off okay. the business like um, yeah yeah we were like if we if one of the guys have you seen such and such is work it's like cool well, let's drop them a message so we'll drop them a message and see if they want to come to a training day with us so you know it's it's kind of about seeing it but then being proactive and like kind of actually inputting that into what we're doing as well are women coming into this industry more as well like cutting men's hair yeah de- definitely there's definitely more women doing doing it like yeah it's there's not many if i'm completely honest it it doesn't seem like say when we kind of like go through like a recruiting kind of phase of trying to get like maybe another barber in like it's it's super super rare that we we have a woman approach Mm -hmm. us to to go for the job which kind of like kind of sucks like we would we'd love it like we we definitely want to have kind of more of like yeah, female presence in in the barbershops. So, yeah, we're we're kind of really, yeah, we're really kind of rooting for that. But yeah, at, at the moment, does it just yeah, it doesn't seem, yeah, it's definitely not fifty fifty. That's for sure. And the pros and the cons of of doing this. Um, to it. I think kind of like can anyone set up a business? I think the the lows can be pretty like really stressful. Yeah. But then also the wins and the highs are kind of better than what you usually feel. So I think I think in that in that sense is kind of yeah. I think you you kind of you end up having to deal with both ends of the spectrum there, and like, but then it's it's worth it. It's it's just so worth it. I kind of encourage anyone to give it a go. I think it's. It's, it's hard but then it's also really bloody fun and also one thing i'd say like obviously shout out to luke my kind of business partner is like do it with someone yeah. like you know you you you're 
it's so much it's so much more fun to enjoy it when you're doing it with someone it's it's like looking at good scenery right if you're standing there on your own you're gonna go okay cool that's nice if you're standing there with someone you're gonna go wow look at that like <laughs> that's amazing it's exactly the same like you know when you have those big wins you can sit there and you know have a drink together or what whatever and it's kind of like it feels feels more special also someone to just rant to when you're kind of you're having a bad time and on that note Max, I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on to Men's Way by a Woman podcast. It's been an absolute honour and great. And I will, I think I need to come down and check this place out. I need to check Supply oh, yeah. 91 out 100%. And I think I will get Charles and let him come with me as well. Um, thank you so yeah, much. Mate. It's been an absolute honour. Amazing. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on.